pray strength. We pray encouragement. We pray vision and purpose in Jesus' name on your people here today. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I want to talk a little bit about the, the importance of prophecy in the life of a believer. You know, we believe in all the giftings. We believe in, we believe in all of the giftings, the healing, miracles, prophecy, tongues. We believe in all of those things. The Bible talks about it. We believe it. We are a church that believes it. I don't believe in just ripping it out when we don't agree with it, and let's not use it. We're a church that believes in that. And I want to talk a little bit about prophecy. And in the Old Testament, you know, there were, there were prophets. And I was thinking about all the different prophets in the Old Testament, such as Moses, Elijah, Elisha, Gad, Nathan. I'm thinking about Ahu and Jehu. And, and, and I was thinking about Jeremiah and Haggai and, and Zechariah and Isaiah. And I was Hosea and, and even Joel, Prophet Joel. There's, you can go through and there's a lot of prophets, some very well known, some that you may not have heard or only read once in a while about. But those prophets in the Old Testament testimony or in the Old Testament would be able to, to prophesy. They were prophesying the direction of Israel. They were prophesying the judgment of God, the judgment of God, the justice of God. Man, if you don't repent, these things are going to happen. And they were also prophesying the Messiah. They were also prophesying the Messiah. They were pointing to the Messiah. I got a scripture, it's Second Chronicles uh, chapter 20, verse 20. And it basically says in the King James Version, it says, Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established, and believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. The New uh, American Standard Version, um, can you pull that up? Real quick. Isn't there another scripture underneath there? Michelle? There we go. Put your trust. Put your trust in the prophets. And you will have success. Say success. success. So we, you know, we're, we're looking at it and we're saying, well, what about this prophecy thing? What about this thing? But I want to just give this to you a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about it. There's the spirit of the prophecy of God. And the Spirit of God begins prophecy. It's just God speaking through His people. Are you with me? And it should be inspirational. And it should be under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about a gift of prophecy. Go with me to 2 Peter. And let's look at, um, let's look at chapter 1. And I want to read through verses 19, 20, and 21. 2 Peter chapter 1. If you've got your Bibles and you get to Hebrews, just keep going right. You'll keep going right and you'll get to James and then 1 Peter, 2 Peter. We're going to look at verses 19, 20, and 21. So we have the prophetic word made more sure to which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place. So, so here's the prophetic word as a, a sure word. And he says, pay attention to this because it is a lamp shining in a dark place. Anybody need a light in the darkness? That's the prophetic word. Go ahead. Until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. But know this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. So we see the prophetic word. We see it being inspired by, by God. It, men being moved by the inspiration of the, of the Holy Spirit. And we want you to operate in the gifts that God has for you. To live a life 
as a believer, we need to operate in those gifts, and those gifts are available to you, including the gift of prophecy. We believe in the gift of prophecy. Write these scriptures down. Romans 12, 6, 1 Corinthians 12, 10, 1 Corinthians 13, 2, and 14, 1. Let me say them again for you. Romans 12, 6, 1 Corinthians 12, 10, 13, 2, and 14, 1. 12, 10, 13, 2, and 14, 1. Talks about the gift of prophecy. Prophecies are possibilities, not positivelys. In 1 Corinthians 13, 9, he says Paul was teaching the church of Corinth and, and they were just experiencing these spiritual giftings and they were doing all these different things, you know, and they were kind of getting wild and crazy. <laughs> and, and he says, you know what? He says, we need to be able to understand prophecy. And Paul talks about prophecy. He said, I wish that you would all prophesy. But he also said, we prophesy in part and we know in part. So we begin to look at these things, and to me it's like a, a puzzle that I put a piece here and a piece here and, and a piece here, and the prophecy kind of can give us sometimes directions. It can give us encouragement, and it can give us hope. So let's take a look at what prophecy is for. Can we do that? I'm going to give you just a couple things this morning that what is prophecy for? We're going to look at it biblically and say this is what prophecy is about. We're not talking about psychics. So there's there's two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of dark. The kingdom of light has prophets. The kingdom of dark has psychics. Hello? Look, I don't know if you understand or know that. A lot of people don't. The Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. I didn't know. Sometimes we mix these things that we think are of God because they're supernatural. But how many of you know the devil can be supernatural? There's supernatural things that he can do. And we look and we go, oh, is that God? But we need to be able to bring it back and look at it in the scriptures. We're not talking about psychics. We're talking about prophecy. And Paul says, I wish that you could all prophesy. We should all prophesy. So what did he say? Basically, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 14.3. There's a couple scriptures that I want to give to you as we look through this thing. That way you can see it. The first thing, what is prophecy for? Didn't you just ask that? Did anybody ask me what prophecy is for? Could somebody ask me? What's prophecy? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked this morning. Number one, very simply, prophecy is to build you up. Build you up. It's to build you up. It's to build you. Don't be afraid of a prophetic word. See, a lot of times they're afraid because back in the 80s, prophets would come and they would basically read your mail and make you feel beat up, bad, and, 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 and terrible. Hello? They would... Tell you exactly what you're not doing right. Come on, somebody. But I want you to know that prophetically, when we begin to prophesy, it's to build you up. So 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, He who prophesies, what? Speaks to men. Say that. Speaks to men. Well, okay, I'm going to prophesy, and I'm going to speak to men. You're, you're men, right? Mankind? Humankind? I'm going to prophesy. I'm going to speak to you. Do I want to rip you apart and tell you the sin that you're in and expose all of that and embarrass you in front of people and all this other stuff so then you go out in worse shape than you came in? No. You know why? Because biblically I want to look at it and want to say, okay, what do I speak to men for? I speak to men for these three things. The Word says for edification, to build you up. To build, Say build up. Say he wants to build me up. You know, there are times in our lives that we need to tear some things down. 
Because I started building a structure and it just didn't have a solid foundation. I just need to start over. God wants to build us up. He wants to get us to the place where he speaks to us and build us up. So prophecy speaks to men for edification and exhortation. You can do it, you can do it, you can. You can do it, you can do it, you can. You can do it, you can do it, you can. I'm the little red, what is that little red caboose? I can do it, I can do it, I can. Or a little red engine or, sorry about that, it's been a long time. The engine? That's right, I'm the head and not the tail. The little red engine. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about, but you all know. So you're in the spirit, so you're catching those things and you can do it, you can do it. So when I get knocked down, I can get back up. That's as this morning, it was coming forth. It was like, whoa, when you get knocked down, you get back up. You get knocked down, you get back up. You get knocked down, you get back up. You get back knocked down. You, 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 don't, you don't just quit because you just can't succeed. He said, do it again, do it again, do it again. Try it again, try it again, try it again. Forgive, 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 forgive. Love, 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 love. So he, he wants exhortation. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're an awesome man or woman of God. Tell him. Tell somebody around them, if, if there's somebody around you, just look at them, point to them, say, you're an awesome man or woman of God. So what is prophecy? Number one, what is prophecy for? To build me up. To build me up. To build me up. Number two, prophecy is for to build the church. To build the church. Prophecies to build the church. Verse 4 says, anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Nothing wrong with building yourself up. That word means to build up, edify. If you look it up in the Greek, it means to be built up. Sometimes you've got to build yourself up. He was talking about you know, praying in the Spirit, and, and, and he was saying you, you pray in a tongue, you're going to build yourself up. You're going to make yourself stronger. And he says, but the one who prophesies edifies the church and Paul was talking about in a corporate setting when you come in and these are things that are going on and and they're 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 praying with tongues and nobody's given an interpretation and nobody has understanding but he says when you prophesy when you speak what God is saying when you speak forth the inspiration of the Holy Spirit he said he edifies the church that color is not a real good color up there you can't even hardly see that can you I gotta do better at that I gotta do better at that Y'all think I can do better at that? Okay, I'll, I'll have to use a different color next time, right? So it, it, it be able to, it edifies, it builds you up. It edifies the church. We're to be built up as a body. As a unit, we're to be built up. Jesus is the head and we're parts of the body. Come on, somebody. We're, we need to be able to, to be built up. So everybody, I saw you looking at your prophetic word. Why do we have a prophetic word at Living Word Fellowship? I've been to different churches, and I've been somewhere else, and some of you may be visiting. We welcome you. To, I never heard of a prophetic word, but here we've done prophetic words for many years on the first of the year. So I want us to look over this because I want you to see yourself. Feel free to write on this. Feel free to circle something. If all of a sudden as we're reading over this and something begins to happen... Something begins to happen and you realize that God is speaking to you. That's you. Just circle that. Because what we've done, even in the past, and last year, I remember I got the prophetic word out in about June. June or July. And I remember going over it. And it was talking about seeing, seeing. We're going to see. We're going to see all these different things. We're going to see some things. We're going to begin to see some things. But you can just follow along with me. Will you do that? Follow along with me. And where you feel like the Lord is saying, that's you. I believe it's all of it, but maybe he's highlighting certain things 
today. Let's look at this prophetic word for Living Word Fellowship for 2011. This word will also be uploaded onto our website. So anytime you want to be able to go onto the website and look at it and, and, and review it, you'll be able to see that. I think also you'll be able to see the prophetic words from years past. Prophetic word for Living Word Fellowship. This will be a year of progress and revelation. Man, I circle that. <laughs> I want to get part of that. Your purpose as a body for believers will be clarified and hope will be changed to faith. There will be an outpouring of love from me as you pour out your love on others. You will understand what love unspeakable is this year. This is the year my spirit that is the same yesterday, today, and forever will be at work in each of you. If you will not fear, you will come to know that I am is in your presence. Go back to your first love, Jesus, my son. Renew a commitment to him, and then you will hear my voice. Not just when you sit quietly in my presence, but I will walk with you and talk with you. This time of history is your time what will you do with your time to glorify your Savior? You are the church. Make a difference. I did not create you to be average, but life changers. The living stones that has come from the cornerstone. Read the words of my Son. Listen to my Holy Spirit. As you do, you will learn and grow. Be doers after you hear. 2011 will bring the mighty rush wind. Listen, listen. It's my voice you will hear. If you but listen. Listen to Holy Spirit. Listen for my voice. Renew your first love, Jesus. Grow up, my children. Don't just chew on the meat as if it were beef jerky. Be nourished and flourish. I want to say that again. Be nourished and flourish. Desires are unsurpassing as you catch a glimpse of your destiny. This is a year of much shifting and changing, changing, changing. By the end of 2011, there will be a settling in in a higher position and one of extreme peace as you begin to walk out the shift. You will see the big, bigger picture and you will walk with new people. This is a year of dying to self and living to help and teach others. Hmm. You will wear warrior clothes and worship clothes. This is a year to dance with your war boots on. Worship and war will be synonymous. Effect, excuse me, effective war will be in worship. Effective war will be in worship in the presence of the king who is lord over all. The kingdom will be advancing because you are advancing. 
I want to pray into this. I want to speak into this. Because you are advancing. You are advancing. When you advance, the kingdom advances. When you advance, when you advance, when you move forward, when you move forward, when you move forward, when when you advance, advance in areas in your life, did you know the kingdom of God advances? Romans says that the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, joy, and peace. Maybe you need peace in some areas in your life. Maybe you need to advance from strife and dissension and unrest into peace and begin to move forward in peace in your life. As you advance, the kingdom of God advances. Luke, he says, the kingdom of God is within you. It's within you. God's way of doing, God's way of being, His kingdom. Jesus said, let my kingdom come. He told the disciples, He said, let your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to reflect heaven on earth. That's what it's about. As you advance, as you learn to love, as we learn to forgive, as we learn to operate in faith as we learn to stand in the midst of where we're at. We advance His kingdom. His kingdom's going to advance on the earth, Stephen, because of you advancing. Michelle, because of you advancing. Billy, because of you advancing. Vernon, because of you advancing. Miss Lucille, because of you advancing. Glennis, because of you advancing. Mario, because of you advancing. We advance. We advance. We're moving. We're, we're, we're moving. Some of you might say, well, well no, I feel like I've gone back. Well, get dusted off. Get your armor back on. Worship in your war boots, according to this word. The reason I want you to have this copy is so you can look at it when things are difficult and you can say, this is what the Lord says about living word. This is what it says about you. This is a time of fresh manna. (laughs) Fresh manna. Fresh oil. And refreshing days. I hope about you, but the Bible says there's times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. I repent and ask forgiveness and go to the person, do what I have to do, and and guess what happens? All of a sudden, I'm opened up for the things of God. It's like a a cup that is poured out that now I'm empty, and the times of refreshing can come upon me. Let your soul be refreshed, your mind, your will, your emotions. There's times of refreshing. Let me read that again. This is a time of fresh manna, fresh oil, and refreshing days. (laughs) Is this good stuff or what? I'm thinking, man, I need this. I need this. There will be a new connections and widespread revelation. We prophesy in part. We know in part. What are those connections? I don't know. But there's going to be some new connections for you. Amen? There's an easy road 
with boulders I remove as you approach. <laughs> That's cool. As you come up to that boulder, it's going to be moved out of the way. Come up to that rock that's in the road. It's going to be, oh, it's blocking your way. Let me just move that thing. This is good stuff. It says, so you keep walking even when you see the boulders. You guys realize we're not talking about physical boulders, right? We're talking about those things that would block the road. Things that might block your path. Flings, things that might be in your way. We can, we can drive up to, to Winter Park and, and go skiing, and if there's a boulder in the road, it's going to stop you right there, and it's going to keep you from ascending to the top of the mountain. There's spiritual things that God says, they're, they're going to be in your way, I'm going to move them out of the way, whether they're natural or spiritual. Maybe there's roadblocks, if that's what you want to look at, the boulder being a roadblock. Just keep, as you approach, as you approach it, it's got to move. The word says that if you speak to that mountain, it said, be thy removed. Maybe that boulder is a mountain that's in your life. Maybe it's an issue that you're dealing with, that, that you've been struggling with. It says, which disappear as you come close. A newfound power will show forth in your words Your words carry power. A newfound power in your words. In your words. Speak life, not death. Speak good things. Eliminate some things in our vocabulary this year. Could we? Maybe I can't. Maybe we could eliminate that. I can't do it. You can't, but maybe in Christ all things are possible. To him that believe. Maybe we can eliminate some of those things, those, I want to say, negative words. Because if this word is from the Lord, and I know it is from the Lord, it says there's a newfound power that will show forth in your words. Not only your words, but your work (laughs) and your walk. Hope deferred will be shattered and defeated. This is a year of purpose, plans, power, and provision. We say that again. This is a year of purpose, plans, power, and provision. Purpose, plans, power, and provision. Purpose, plans, power, and provision. Purpose, plans, power and provision this is a year this is a year this is a year of purpose plans power and provision maybe some of those words that we need to do are these words say this is a year of purpose plans power and provision powerful you will start one way and end another 
There will be many new seasons within the season of 2011. This is also a time of new preparation and growth will show up in diverse ways. You're going to grow in ways that you're going you're to think it can only be done this way and it's going to be done many different ways. Trust and faith, rest and peace will be important aspects this year. <laughs> Let's get into it, baby. Trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Rest. Rest in the Lord. Those of you that are weary. If you rest in the Lord, you'll mount up like wings of an eagle. You will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not go f- grow faint. Peace, let the shalom of God be upon our lives. Even in the midst of tragedy. Even in the midst of mountaintop experiences and joy. Just let that peace of God, the shalom of God. The peace of God that transcends all understanding will be upon your heart, upon your mind. Faith, trust, rest, and peace will be important aspects this year. Consider who you are as a son of God. Ponder on those things. Think about those things. Who am I? Who do I belong to? Who's my daddy? Who's my daddy? You have full rights in the kingdom. Are y'all getting this? I just I see the spirit just targeting certain areas. And certain ones of you just are receiving that. There will be a settling in on God's truth and how to live it no matter what the storm of circumstance. Let the spirit of truth just settle in. There will be a grounding, a knowledge, a knowing that the foundation that you've been building your life on is truly truth of God and His Word. It'll be like confirmation that we're definitely on the path that God wants for us. The Word of God will become God-breathed to us. Breathe on us. Breathe your word in our hearts. Breathe your word on our minds. Breathe on us, God. It always has been, but now we will live in reality of it. Seeking will be at new levels. 
we will seek God to know Him, to understand Him, to believe Him, and to proclaim Him. We'll seek God to know Him, to understand Him, to believe Him, and to proclaim Him. We will seek God to know Him in a deep, more intimate way. To understand Him, that even understanding of Him and His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. To understand His plans, His purposes for our lives. To believe Him. To believe Him in the midst of what you're going through. In the midst of what we see in the world. In the midst of what we see in our individual lives that we believe in Him. To proclaim Him. To say, Jesus... You're my Lord, you're my Savior. Proclaim means to be, to declare. It means to preach. Good news. People need to know in the middle of the difficult economic situation in which we're in, they need to know that there is good news in God. There is good news. There's, There's good news about Jesus. Did you know that? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, but by... There is good news. Proclaim means to preach or declare or to herald. That's another definition. If you look it up in the, in the Greek, it means to herald like that. Heralder. Years ago, they, we don't do it now, but they, they, they used to stand on the corner and I'd see movies in New York City where the guy's got the, the newspaper article and he's, he's heralding. Jesus is alive! Jesus is alive! He's living in you! Jesus is alive! Jesus is alive! He's not dead. There's good news. There's a way out. There's a way into Him. A heralder standing on the street corner. Let's read that together. Ready? Read. We'll start at we will. Ready? Read. We will seek God to know Him, to understand Him, to believe Him, and to proclaim Him. That's power in your words. Power in your words. Kingdom knowledge. Kingdom life. Kingdom advancement will be at the forefront of teaching, preaching, understanding, and living it. I don't want you just to get to the door. I want you to walk in. I want you to enter in to the things that God has for us. Let's just not stand at the door. But let's move in. Seeing will be looking through the eyes of our spirit. And seeing what God is really doing and what He wants us to understand. Seeing for us will come to that aha moment when it all fits together. Like the light bulb that comes on with understanding and we're filled with God's wisdom while the puzzle pieces fit perfectly. Aha! Ah! 
I'm reminded of a combination to a lock that you may be Aha! That's the combination. We're going to have some aha moments this year. How about you? A light bulb comes on with understanding and we're filled with God's wisdom while the puzzle pieces fit perfectly. It will be very clear now that we can really see. Expect. Say expect. Come on, say it again. Say it again. Expect God to move on your behalf. Know that you are entitled to hear from Him. Step into 2011 for a little bit of heaven. (laughs) 2011 for a little bit of heaven. Enjoy life. Rejoice. Let it be well with your soul. Expect God to move on your behalf. Expect good things. There's good things coming to you today. Even if there's difficult things or things that you may even think is bad, God's going to work it out for good for you. Are you hearing me? Do you have ears? Listen. He's going to work it out so it'll be good for you. I don't want to go through it, but if I go through it, I might learn something through it and I won't go through it again. Can I get an amen? Amen. Good things. Say good things. See, a lot of it comes to the expectation. The expectation. Can I put up 1 Thessalonians, Mishael? Chapter 5, verses 19 through 22 in it. Paul is talking to the church of Thessalonica and he's saying, look, he said, look, don't quench the spirit. Don't treat prophecies with contempt. Well, I know preacher said there was going to be some good things for me today, but there ain't nothing but bad things happening. Watch your words. He says, don't treat that prophecy with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what's good. Reject evil. So what do I do with this word? Look at it. Read it. Declare it. Decree it. Let it permeate your being. And say, wait a minute. God, this is what you said about us. You can take this as an individual word, each and every one of you can. But it's also corporately. Isn't that cool? This is for us today. When we declare living word fellowship, do you know we're declaring the living word? Gathering together, uniting together, fellowshipping with one another. The Bible is the... It's alive and active. It'll cut stuff off of you. It'll separate the spirit and the soul. I don't know of anything else that'll separate the spirit and soul this it'll divide the joint bone tomorrow 
It'll cut that stuff off of us that we don't need. So don't treat the prophecies with contempt. When you get a prophetic word like this, let's value it. Let's honor it. I know God's speaking through this to us. And the prophetic team that thank you for submitting this. We honor you and we bless you. I got to read over it and over again and again. Maybe we post it in the bathrooms. Y'all see that, don't you? This is our year. It's your year. It's your year to overcome. It's your year to be victorious. It's your year to conquer. It's your year to stand. It's your year of power. It's your year of provision. Things are coming this year. Things are coming this year. Things are coming this year. I'm not going to ask you to stand when we leave. I'm just going to ask you just to sit there. I want to just pray over you because these words have just been released in the atmosphere in this place. And I want you to go and I want you to read them out loud in your home. Will you do that? Will you release these words in the atmosphere of your home? If you're at work and you can go into the break room, release some things in there. (laughs) Release some things. That's why we have a prophetic word. That's why we come together. To build you up and to build the church up. Amen? Let's pray. God, let this word just go forth on fertile soil. Deep, dark soil that is ready to receive the seed. This prophetic word that's been brought forth, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to inspire us today, to encourage us today. God, we're at so many different places. We're in so many different levels in our lives where We're some here and some there and there's such diversity, God, in in where we are in our faith walk that I know this word will speak to each and every one of us right where we are in what we're going through. God, today I release this word into you, the lives of your people here listening that will listen to this prophetic word on CDs and that are listening over the internet right now. This prophetic word will go forth that according to your word in Isaiah, I think it's 5511, that your word will not return to you void, but it will do what it's planned and purposed to do. It'll do exactly what you sent it to do, to encourage, to exhort, to bring comfort and healing. 
This is the word for us for this year. We release it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen.